Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live the Sage Life podcast with your host, that's me, Lisa Van Hera. And today, I'm so excited to bring you a very special guest onto this podcast, someone that had shown up in my life when I needed that support and guidance. And as you will hear and see in this episode, she helped me connect with and explore deeper of what I was really searching for, who I really am, and the inner guidance directing me where to go. So let's get started. I'm so excited to bring to this podcast session with me somebody that's been a very big part of my life and the journey I've been on the last couple of years. This is Beth Karpowick introducing her today here and joining me. So welcome, Beth. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you, Lisa. It's been, it's been a while since I've seen you, so it's great to see you again. Absolutely. It's great to see you as well. And um, I'm so honored that you agreed to come on the podcast. And I really do mean it. What I start off with is, you know, I really believe that we run into people that are very mm-hmm. transformational in our lives exactly at the time that we need them. And that's what my experience has been with you and connecting with you and the um, different modalities that you offer. And Mm -hmm. I came really across your path in the end of 2020, right after I had stopped drinking and was really Mm -hmm. ready to make some changes in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about to get started. Well, we know that you do various types of modalities, whether in energy work or connection with self, like go into it, just explaining that a little bit more as we begin our discussion. Okay, today. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> how do I explain this? I'm, I'm forever trying to, to, to find the best way to explain what I do. I mean, I do call myself an integrative healing practitioner mm-hmm. and <clears throat> By that, I mean a couple things. Integrative in the sense of mind, body, soul, spirit. Um, but also integrative because I do draw from a variety of different modalities. And so each session, as you know, each session is always different. Absolutely. And we just kind of go with the flow and what's, you know, rising up and um, needing to be done. You know, I always feel like my sessions are really collaborative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not me saying, okay, this is what you need. You know, I really feel like there's a wisdom in every individual and they really kind of know, even if they consciously don't know necessarily or think they know, they kind of know sort of next steps and I help them, um, help facilitate that for them. So um, that. that's kind of integrative too. Um, in terms of modalities, I do... Um, You know, I do a type of energy healing that was based on the work by Barbara Ann Brennan, um, who was kind of a pioneer in energy healing back in the 80s. She actually was a NASA physicist. Yes. Which, you know, I was kind of drawn to her work because I was like, okay, she has the science. (laughs) You know, she actually worked with light energy. I don't know if you've read her book, Hands of Light. I didn't read her book, but I did research after we mm-hmm. had met mm-hmm. and really kind of read more about her. So it, it was fascinating. Yeah, she's, you know, she's done a great body of work. And I, um, one of the other things I really loved about her work is that 
it wasn't just the hands-on healing. She really talked a lot about um, psycho-spiritual development. Mm. And I've always, you know, I have a, my background is psychology. You know, I have a degree in counseling. Mm-hmm. And so I've always brought that into any of this kind of work that I do. I think, you know, you can't ignore it. Absolutely. You, know, you can't just connection. do the energy because your energy, you know, your energy may be, um, you know, running a little more smoothly with more flow after working with an energy healer. But then if you go back to with the same kind of psychology that you've been absolutely bringing, you know, most of your life, your energy will kind of become dysfunctional again. That's sort of my, my sense of things. So, um, I love that. And we didn't plan this, but that is a huge part of what I've come to understand Mm -hmm. and really connect with as well Mm -hmm. as like, it's great to go have experiences, but you need the conscious understanding and conscious awareness around the various parts of it, psychology, patterns, limiting beliefs, all these different things. Shadow, shadow pieces, you know, and, um, so anyway, her, she did, you know, that was the bulk of her work as well. So that what, that's what drew me to that kind of training. Um, and I've also done, you know, a lot of training in hypnosis and working with the subconscious. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, all different ways, you know, Lots of different things with the subconscious. You know, there's a thing that I, I kind of call it an inner journey. It's mm-hmm. called R-I-M. You can look it up. <laughs> um, anyone who's listening. Um, but it's developed by a psychologist. And it's a little bit different from hypnosis and that's not very directive. It's more you're more of a facilitator. Mm-hmm. And you're helping the person just kind of go inward. And their subconscious through imagination, through imagery, sensation, um, and just almost like downloads, just, you know, kind of these um, bits of wisdom that kind of bubble up in them on this inward journey, they really can find, um, you know, healing in certain areas, certain things that they've come, they're seeking answers or guidance or even just releases, mm-hmm. you know, emotional kind of um, shifts for themselves and kind of a lessening of or holding on to certain limiting beliefs that they may have. So that's a wonderful way to kind of work with the subconscious. I do emotional freedom technique. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's the tapping. Oh, yes, yeah, tapping. Uh-huh. Kind of, um, I think you did that with Drake some. My my son came in and... Oh, yeah, uh, that's, what, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, what else do I do? I, I do emotion code. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know about that. That's working with, you know, applied kinesiology, like uh, muscle testing. Yeah. To help kind of um, find trapped or buried emotions that are kind of frozen in our energy fields. That's, um, yeah, to be that. like expressed and released and all that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So that's a lot of subconscious work too because muscle testing, you're working with the subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of what we're experiencing living out day after day after day is a lot of subconscious unless we're bringing it up to the mm-hmm. surface unless we're bringing it up of like well why am I still doing this or why am I living this way and kind of bringing it to our attention and when it comes to our attention that's kind of where you or whoever you're connecting with can help guide you through of like processing some of these things yeah exactly it just really is just awareness it's becoming more and more aware of you know who you are mm-hmm. you know not just the human self and all the psychology of the human, but also even, you know, and I think you're fully aware of this and with the work that you do is like, you know, that deeper place in us, mm-hmm. right? That the part that's formless, 
mm-hmm. called soul spirit. I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah. you know, this part of us that really um, is always there, and it's for the source of wisdom, like longing to be connected with and yes. yeah. further developed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I I love that, and um, I think that's where you, the listener, are whether this is the first time you're hearing about these things or maybe you've already heard about some of these um, options or tools, so to speak, to utilize in your day, whether you're, you're local to where we are um, or elsewhere, it's kind of opening up to, well, what are other ways or other means to be able to connect more with myself? And for so many of us, right, we've talked about on previous episodes, we don't really know how to do that. We haven't been taught how to do that. And especially when we start going through challenging places in life, that's opening us up to, well, there has to be a better way. I remember mm-hmm. thinking that so much before I met you is like, there has to be a better way. And I could feel that I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. But at least I was being open to, okay, I don't know. And whether or not I was asking for the guidance to come in for that over and over again, I was just looking for the breadcrumbs to bring me here. So how I even came across meeting you was mm-hmm. through a mutual friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that mutual friend I had previously sold a house to years prior. I mean, that's just like how crazy the the breadcrumbs are, right? The path that we're going down. It's all interconnected more than we know. And so that mutual friend, mm-hmm. after I had um, made a decision to stop drinking... I connected with her for some support and she was like, you know what? Cause she's a, she's a doctor that also does like nutrition and um, various other things beyond that. But she was like, I really don't think you need me. I think you need to go meet my friend Beth. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, that sounds great. Fantastic. And then I end up here and then why I'm sharing this too is not just about my story, but about, the more open you are to the feedback the world is trying to give you and connect you with, then I get to meet you. Then I get to have those Mm -hmm. experiences that help me through a very transitional point in my life of going from, I'm really changing my identity from this very social person that would, you know, utilize alcohol in many different ways Mm -hmm. to realize that I'm not, I don't want to do that anymore. And I, I love what you said in there, though, of each session around whatever kind of energy that's needing to be connected with or that's coming mm-hmm. up. It's like you're guiding through the process or you're guiding through. We did the, um, is it MR? M- <coughs> R-I-M. Yes. R-I-M. And um, so that was kind of like a past life regression is a little bit of how I connected with it of... Um, experiencing it that way and then also doing some of the Brennan energy work and various things, Mm -hmm. which each time I visited with you, it was bringing me a sense of connection, a sense of connection with myself. And oftentimes what the point I'm getting to is it wasn't what I expected or it wasn't why I think I came here to meet with you. I was getting shown or connected with something totally different So whether that was really there was something 
subconsciously bothering me about my sister or subconsciously Mm -hmm. happening around my mom or whatever it was. I was thinking I was coming here for one thing and then you have the flexibility that it shows up with another. Do you see that happen so often? Yeah. It's like you really have to, you know, it's like a cliche, but you have to trust the process Mm. because if you can be comfortable in just not knowing what's supposed to happen, Mm -hmm. the the mind will give you all these ideas. Okay, we got to do Click, you know, check this box, check that one. This is our journey to recovery or a better person. This is how it's supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, and that's just not ever how it is. It's Mm -hmm. like your own inner wisdom, your own um, being, the deeper part of you knows. Mm -hmm. And, And life will bring you to those places, to the people, to the books, to the workshops, to the experiences. And I think it's really just all you really need is to be willing Mm-hmm. And kind of surrender to not having to know. Right. Exactly. And and then just trust. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see, like as you said, you kind of maybe came in one afternoon thinking, I'm going to talk about this and this is what we're going to work on. And then it ends up going kind of in a way that you didn't know. but And I didn't know. I have no idea where <laughs> we're going, you know. Um, but I've learned... Over the years, just you, you have to trust it because there's a greater wisdom here mm-hmm. and a greater knowing than our human selves. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, um, you know, that's really, that's really all this. And it's kind of simple if mm-hmm. you, but the, the mind doesn't want to make it simple, right? The mind wants to make <laughs> no, it very, not at all. very complicated and, you know, we've got to analyze this and figure this out. And, Absolutely. And it's really, it's not, it's a lot simpler. doesn't mean it's easy. You know, sometimes it, it doesn't may not feel easy yeah. or comfortable for certain moments, but um, but you gain a lot. You gain yourself. You know, you gain more of yourself. And how would you describe that gaining yourself? Like gaining more of yourself. Like I know what that means to me, but how would you describe that? I think it's. Um, so this just popped into my head, so I'm going to go with it, right? This is exactly <laughs> what we're speaking about, you know. I just got this image um, of myself as a toddler. And so this is before the mind comes online, right? You're, you know, you're just life, right, being lived. Mm-hmm. You're just yourself and all your, you know, your beautiful essence pieces, the, you know, how you came into this world and the mind's not there yet. I mean, the mind comes in when you're like four or five, so, you know, you start learning all the social rules and Absolutely. you know how to get what you need. And so the toddler just kind of moves, you know, from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Exploring and... Has emotions, but they're in and out. Yeah. There's no judgment about, oh, I shouldn't have been angry or I shouldn't have been this or that. You know, it's that's not online yet. I'm yeah. To use a kind of metaphor, but... And it's like to come back to that. It's almost like an unlearning that we go through. Like Absolutely. You know, you unlearn some aspects that you maybe thought were you but are not really you. Mm-hmm. And you come back to yourself. Like you get, like as you were, you know, that... More to that... Um, innocence, the... You curiosity, know, curiosity, even. Yeah, exactly. Just exploring and present. I'm sure present. Very present. Right? As a toddler, you know, you have kids. So. Yeah. You're not worrying about the There's bills or what to do tomorrow or how you should... Um, time. You don't even know what time is. Exactly. That's right? such a good point. I didn't think about time. Yeah. You're in the moment. And, you know, of course, we are 
adult humans, and so we do have to worry about bills sometimes, or at least, you know, mm-hmm. take care of them, or there's certain responsibilities, but that doesn't mean that you can't um, develop or cultivate that part of you that you, you know, haven't been in touch with for a long time. Right, they can both coexist together, this, like, okay, well, I'm not four anymore, and I do have responsibilities of this this world we live in, and I can also be in this Mm-hmm. more playful, curious, mm-hmm. open-minded, yeah, present very, state. And it's very expansive, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, too, a lot of young children are in touch with... Oh, uh, you know, everything else. <laughs> everything else. You know, I don't know what word you want to say, but the paranormal or just things that, you know, the unseen or that, you know, they're very aware and that we have that. We are that. You know, that's, that's you know, so it's, it's a very expanded way to live it's not very limited right and you can have both you can you can have both it's not either or absolutely that's a good point because we oftentimes do get into that within the mind and more of that logical mind of it's Mm. this or that right Mm -hmm. or wrong good or bad yeah exactly and we can see well we really can cultivate it's like recultivating um a relationship with yourself whether that's like even if you think about growing a garden or something like that you're, that you're going to cultivate, it's like you have to start somewhere mm-hmm. and you really have to put the, the love and energy into it mm-hmm. for it to flourish and for it to grow and thrive. So kind of the same thing with yourself and going inside is, you know, nothing's not as it needs to be the experiences that we've had to go through, but we can start to cultivate that deeper relationship within instead of always looking out externally. Yeah. Well, well, and yeah, and that's a big um, unlearning because, you know, as soon as we really start hearing what people are saying and language and we start being able to talk and understand and it's all about what's out there Mm -hmm. and how we're performing and are we being good, are we being bad, are we being right or wrong, you know, and it's totally external and we do we learn we totally lose that inner sense of ourselves and the coulda shoulda woulda you know kind of stuff (laughs) that gets layered in there like it's not like seasoning it's like layers of that right (laughs) well what else are we going to do because we have to survive you know we have to and we have you know our mind is just trying to help us to feel safe and okay absolutely so the mind comes in there with the chatter you should have done it this way. You got to do this, blah, 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 blah. And um, then we think that's who we are. Right. The chatterbox. And we're just so not. It's just. That's just the voice in there. It's the, the inner roommate. I think Michael Singer refers to it yeah. that way in The Untethered Soul. It's yeah. um, that inner roommate that you realize is not you. Right. And you can come to the awareness that, all right, well, if that's not me, who am I really? And that kind of unlocks this journey of right. Um, what am I, how can I rediscover this? And like you said, um, uh, untangle, Uh, unlearn, unlearn, unlearn. Yeah. Yeah. Unlearn, unlearn to learn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To learn and grow. Unlearn the chatterbox. I mean, you won't make it go away. It'll still be there, but you don't need to take it seriously. Right. Like it's going to do what it's going to do because we have, we have minds, we have egos, we have, you know, it's there, but you can relate to it differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if there's anything that's coming up 
for you in particular that you do want to share, please feel free to do so. And, you know, just we met at such an opportune or should I say opportune, but such a necessary time in my life where Mm -hmm. I needed additional guidance and support. And, you know, you were here locally where I am. So that made it definitely easier. And of course, came recommended from a friend, which is always um, also helpful. And so what would be your, like, what brought you to some of this work? You said you had gone into psychology and that was a big part of, you know, initially. And then what really kind of wove you into this well, there's some way, some where to kind of intertwine the two of them. Um, <clears throat> I can answer this question. And, but I'm going to give you a very quick little story. Sure. And then I'll answer. Um, in grad school, I had to take a testing assessment class. So personality tests, uh, assessments, and all that. Learn about that. Mm-hmm. But we also took vocational assessments. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so to say what you'd be, you know, most likely to do or best at. And I scored super high with psychologist and priest. <laughs> and <laughs> at course. the time, I was very, like, anti-spiritual you know, spiritual and all that. I didn't, you know, I didn't believe in God. And, all. and I was very upset. Uh-huh. Because, like, what do you mean, priest, you know? Like, no <laughs> no offense to here? priests or anyone who, you know... You know, I don't feel like that now, but at the time I was. And, of course. Um, but now it makes perfect sense because I think always in me I've had this dual passion or longing for not only human psychology and how, you know, what makes us tick in mm-hmm. terms of our human aspects, but also, you know, beyond the human, you know, the spiritual aspects, the soul. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I was very much interested in the paranormal or ESP, I was yes. totally ESP, all that Me stuff. Me too. <laughs> yeah, like it just, like, I think I was born just always. Curious about it. Yeah, very curious. Um, and then I had some some events in my life, a young life, um, that were really tough. They were traumatic. I had a lot of death in my family, my uh, immediate family. Um, my mom died when I was a kid. Mm. Um, two grandparents who lived across the street and were very close. Very died. close. You know, her parents, and then she died. So there's a lot of people leaving and death. And, you know, I, I think you have to, you can't have gone through that and not, like, question, like, well, where are they? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Who are they still here? So I think as hard as that was, of course, to deal with as a kid, it also made me even more curious, mm-hmm. you know. And so when it was like... um you know, all that, what's his name? I think it's Moody, near-death experiences, all his work with near-death ex- you know, what happens at the consciousness after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was always very fascinated with that. Um, and I did a lot of work with death. You know, I, I, I did a lot of work with hospice. Okay. Um, as an adult, when my, my kids were really little, and I was kind of a stay-at-home mom, and but I was always doing something. So I did do a lot of work with hospice, with bereavement support, mm. the local um, uh, local uh, organization that dealt with grieving kids and their families. So you can see, like it all comes around. Yeah, it's, it's like, like my full circle. My way of healing was what you know, kind of exploring this and and trying to help other people with it. And um, 
And then, you know, of course, then just academically, you know, I went to my grad's school and psychology. Naturally interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, one thing led to that, and then I started getting very alternative in terms of, you know, I don't want to just sit in a room and just do talk therapy. I just felt like it was limiting. Right. It really wasn't enough. There's so much more going on. There's this whole idea of, I got introduced to Barbara Brennan's work, uh-huh. and it just... I can't say there was one pivotal moment where I was like, oh, this is how I want to go now. It just was just always just moving that direction. Yeah. I love that because I think often we get fixated on that there's supposed to be these huge life-changing events, but you had very life-changing events when you were growing up. When I was young, yeah. And then Hmm. it's like just as important the daily... steps or the daily progression to wherever we're either trying to go or we're being guided to go. Yeah. So it doesn't always have to be this like big thing and it's like I know no. I'm supposed to do this. It's like it just no, happens it over time. Like I never would have told could say this is what you I'd be doing. Uh-huh. Know? Um so there was flexibility there. There's a lot of flexibility. <laughs> I'm just thinking what did I think I wanted to do? No, I didn't even know what I wanted to do, but um yeah, and I think it's just you just follow your impulse. Uh-huh. Like you you know, like I just really wanted to work with grieving kids. I remember I wanted to do that, and then I really wanted to buy Barbara Brennan's book when someone you know. I there's just things that you follow, and I think with any kind of, of us. some insider intuition in there of like, oh, this is something I really want to do, and it wasn't like the shocking moment. It was just like, oh, I really want to buy this book. I really want to do mm-hmm. this, like the next Yeah, kind just of the next step, the next step. And I think that's how it really kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as long as you're just following what brings you... That internal kind that, of compass type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's very interesting. And, um, I mean, for just probably about everybody you meet or... Uh, whether in life or as a client, it's like you see that of the events from our early on really do shape us more than we realize. Mm-hmm. And in a in a positive way, not just um, all the stuff that we may need to work through or connect with too, it's like it shapes the direction and what we're really finding, like the psychology, like you were so interested in just what makes people tick and that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of drove you in that that direction yeah. you see that with most people that you connect with oh yeah I think so you mean that they're their upbringing kind of oh yeah. yeah yeah you know and um it's our greatest challenges and it's our, our yeah. greatest you know and our greatest of, gifts exactly yeah. you know and they always say where the wound is is you know that's one thing Barbara Brennan would always talk about too is like the wound is where the gift is mm-hmm. you know you don't want to run for it from it yeah you want to you know it feels like you do you know and it's hard to to go there but well that's like a whole nother topic for a whole nother day yeah. right yeah. <laughs> how often do we run away from the stuff that's really trying to show us the lesson yeah, and really exactly. trying to show us how to grow I think that's like a never-ending um yeah. realization in my my side of things right now <laughs> I know that's a big one <laughs> well that's amazing and um so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, too, about your childhood and upbringing yeah. and all that. Because yeah. I think that's so important for people to remember. Like, we can have the awareness around how our childhood has shaped us into who we are, but it's for a reason. 
mm-hmm. know, it's happened. We hear the phrase all the time. It's happened um, for us, not to us. Like, mm-hmm. how can we see it that way? Yet there's a lot of awareness that goes into even the upbringing that we don't often always see. I know that definitely helped me with coming to meet with you initially was some of these things I subconsciously didn't even connect with mm-hmm. were affecting me or still kind of running these patterns. So I just I just share that as a testimony of why it's so helpful to get guidance and to seek support and ask for help because we we can just find out so much more about ourselves and get that kind of support and guidance around it if we're not trying to figure it out all on our own. Yeah, and you almost can't because you you're not as objective. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really see the blind spots. Exactly. That is you know, a huge word is the blind you spots. You can see the blind spots. And, and whether it's, you know, someone who's a professional or someone who's a friend or, you know, really close friends. I mean, you need, you need that mm-hmm. to be witnessed and to... Because you're trying to expand the, the mind and the experience and the soul and all these different things. And, but that we were talking about that inner roommate... Mm-hmm. Is sitting there like, oh, no, that's <laughs> not going to work. Like, yeah. you can read the book and really connect with the book or whatever it is. But unless you're learning how to change the perspectives, apply it, and integrate mm-hmm. it and all that stuff, then you're yeah. going to be it's in the same be a spot. Lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot harder for a lot longer. Yes. Well, let's see. Um, oh, I always love to ask... Because you did recommend some good books that I think were very helpful for me specifically. But in general, do you have a favorite book that you recommend if you're starting down this road or the spiritual journey or whatever it is that one of those like top three or something that pops out? I used to always recommend um, Eckhart Tolle's books, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people be like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) (laughs) uh-uh. And I understand sometimes it's hard. Um... And he is amazing. You could watch like a five minute YouTube video or something, even if it's like the book is too much. Yeah. He yeah. has so much wisdom. But yes, it sometimes it's, it's depending a lot on the book. All at once. <laughs> um, same with Byron Katie. I love her. Oh, work. yeah. Yeah. Um, again, it's a journey. Like, you know, everyone, you've got to find the person who speaks to you. There's a, a new book that I've just been really enjoying um, and I've been using. Um, a lot of what it's saying with my clients is nothing really new but it's just very relatable for mm-hmm. especially people who are just starting to think along these things and it's called um, It's Just a Thought and it's by um, Dr. Amy Johnson who is a psychologist um, turned kind of spiritual coach kind of thing but it's fair it's kind of you know I think if you looked at it you'd be like oh yeah because it's very relatable that's great and um if you're just starting off to kind of play with these concepts or these ideas that you know you're not your thoughts (laughs) you're not your emotions like what do you mean (laughs) yeah you know this is a very it's a very nice approach she's it's very gentle it's very it makes sense she uses a lot of metaphor which is super helpful in understanding um making it relatable yeah Yeah. very relatable so for someone just starting out i would say yeah my favorite books are channeled books yeah absolutely you know the books that are channeled 
you know, from these higher level beings and they just have such wonderful wisdom. I think, um, yeah, the more you go down this road and start reading books, if that's your thing, or if it's not, mm-hmm. there's also plenty of podcasts or auto audio books or YouTube videos and stuff like that. But, um, you don't realize how many books are channeled. Yeah, unless you read the introduction. Probably all of them are actually. <laughs> I know, right? If you really go into it, how many books? Um, there's so many people I can think of that were even like, I wrote this book in 14 days or 30 days yeah. or whatever it was. It was just like this yeah, inspiration exactly. and insight came down, and mm-hmm. they just wrote it. Even um, even some symphonies. I'm not going to name them or whatever, because I'm going to get it wrong. (laughs) But some have been written in a very short amount of time that would have been thought really impossible. So same with these books, right? Yeah. And um, I love what you said, too, that just for the listener to kind of take this in, because if you've heard all this stuff before, you're just taking in new information or to add on to it. If this is new information for you, then you're kind of like, you know, processing the information and like what resonates for you but that's exactly what you were saying is like you're going to come across books or certain things that are going to resonate with you more and that is kind of following that breadcrumb Mm -hmm. trail yeah exactly down that road yeah follow yeah follow what speaks to you Mm -hmm. what your impulses are what lights you up yeah you know Gets you excited, like mm-hmm. you're not just picking picking up the book, like oh, I have to read this. It's yeah, like no, I'm excited to read that's it. That's the energy you want. <laughs> that's like being back in school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this yeah. can be the fun unlearning mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. new concepts and new um, ways of seeing mm-hmm. how to shift. It really is. That's what it is exactly. It's a new way of seeing. Mm-hmm. It's, that's really all it is. You don't really have to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's really seeing differently. And it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, changing your perspective, changing how you're viewing, whether what's happened in the past or present or... Or your thoughts. Your thoughts. Or your emotions. Before we wrap it up, I just mm-hmm. wanted to go back to that really quick because you said in there, um, you know, for some people that are just starting out on this journey, like realizing that you're not your thoughts, not your emotions, how would you describe that or, um, you know, relay that to somebody that's starting out or, you know, kind of on the road there already a bit? Like that's, um, again, an, an untethered soul. He talks about that, really trying to... Yeah, I think Eckhart Tolle talks about it a lot too. And I, I think... One of his things that he says is, you know, if you're having a thought, like say, I don't know, what would a thought be? Oh, um, I'm super awesome. No, (laughs) (laughs) I'm super awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it could be I'm super awesome or or I'm not good enough, which is the exact opposite. This always happens to me. This always happens. So just notice the words go through your mind. And who's the noticer? Mm-hmm. Right? Like really sitting with that. Are you the words going through your mind or are you the one who's noticing it? Mm-hmm. So if you're the one who's noticing it, right, how can you be the thought? And if there's a corresponding feeling that comes up with that, mm-hmm. if you notice it, you're not the feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's the witness. You know, being the witness, being the noticer, being the observer. To all of this humanness Mm -hmm. that's happening all the time. 
a lot more than we realize. Yeah. Yeah. Psychological experience. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And it's moving through us. And we're the ones who either get sucked into it and identify with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is us. Or we recognize that it's just human experience moving through us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Very, very well put and simple. Right? Simple, not easy. <laughs> Simple, not Yeah, it's not easy because it's not how we grew up. Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's a kind of a small shift, but it's a radical shift. It is, for sure. Going back to even with, like, those epic moments of realizing different paths today, it doesn't have to be epic. It's like those small mm-hmm. shifts in perception and thinking and being coming aware add up over time and... Mm-hmm. Um, are such a big thing. But again, over time, even over a month or over two months or whatever it is, it's really adding up to really more than we can realize. Exactly. Because it's like the more you recognize that you're not, you're, just because you're having that thought, or just because it feels bad doesn't mean it is bad. Yeah. Right? Your thought will tell you it is bad. You're feeling bad. <laughs> it's bad. Right? We, we don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> but the more you recognize that that's just the experience that's moving, mm-hmm. and it's always moving. Yes. Unless you focus on it and identify with it, and it tends to get stuck, right? You're like, oh, this is just who I am. But um, once you begin to recognize that, then it does sh- it, it will, little by little, you'll just have this shift more and more that you do it. Yeah, and literally, like, what you're saying with the stuck, the stuckness, like, when we do feel stuck in our life, and, like, we can't either make the transition or make the step to the next, whether it's the job or relationship or whatever it is, it is because we're so attached into um, that identity, that yeah. uh, energy, of what's trying to move through. We're thinking we're just... we have to make the right choice. And yeah. Like, how do you know what the right... You'll never know what a right choice is. Never. It's impossible because once you make a choice, you don't know what the other choice... If you, what would have happened. There's so many variables. So many variables. But we get so stuck because like, oh, if I have to make this choice because it has to be the right one. But there, you can't. Yeah. The right one is the one you're making. The one that's just made through you, you know? Absolutely. Um that's really all that matters. It's just making the decision and going with it. And then mm-hmm. you can always adjust your course. You can always yeah. shift and different things. And like life that. will shift it for you. If yeah. you don't, you know, like it just, <laughs> and even if yeah. you don't make the decision, that's the ironic part is like not making the decision is making the decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. There's no right and wrong. Right. Um, well, no, I think that was so great. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we've missed today? Yeah, I think, I think we covered it. This was really a great conversation. I love sitting down. And um, Beth is my very first interview with a guest besides my husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honored. (laughs) So he was kind of made to do it. You know, this is different. No, No, I was not made. I I was very happy to do it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for spending the time here today. And if you want to let people know how to contact you, you can share that. Um, Is there a best website or? Yeah, it's um, Beth Karpowick. So it's K-A-R-P-O-W-I-C at integrativehealing.com. And you can contact me through there. That's perfect. And we'll put the um, link in the comments section of this podcast so you Mm -hmm. can connect there. And as always, thank you for listening. If you would like any information on today's episode or to reach Beth Karpowick, 
You can visit the notes of this podcast and get her website. If you would like any information on Sage, you can visit www.livethesagelife.com. And please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. Your reviews help us connect with more amazing people out there that are looking for this information to support them on their journey. Thank you for listening.